0: Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Lori Ann, aka The Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. Hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. It's me, Lorianne. And guess what? I am solo. Bailey is off and gallivanting. She bought a car. The car's name is Margie. And she is running around with Margie since she got back from New York, enjoying life and celebrating one of her very good friends' um, birthday. So I just couldn't pass up this opportunity to spend some special time with my very good friend, Megan Monahan, who is an amazing, incredible woman. And I consider her a very dear friend. And how we met was just, you know how we feel on Recharge the Soul, there are no accidents. And there—and this was very serendipitous how I, how I ran into her. I was one of those people that during the time that the world was shut down, that I my nails were falling off and I kept waiting for the two weeks to, to really open up, like the world was gonna open up in two weeks. So two weeks turned into two weeks, turned into two months, turned into a very long time. And so my, my nails were hurting. So I was, I know it sounds so shallow, but it isn't shallow because we as women, it's really important that we take care of ourselves on the outside so we can feel good on the inside. And, and I really like having my nails done. And so I ended up Do not apologize for that, Lorianne. Do not apologize. There's no apologizing going on here. Just so okay. just so we can be clear. Because then my <laughs> my next, I was just like, because it makes me feel good about myself. And that's how I feel about women who do whatever they want with their own bodies. It's like you get to decide if you have tattoos, you get to decide if you want extensions. You get to decide if you get massages weekly. You get to decide because it's guess what? It's your body, and it's important that you honor it and you listen. And if you do none of those things, that's you get to decide that. And I love that about this life. At that time, everybody was in search of a bootleg nail person, and so I heard about this wonderful woman who was at Megan's salon. And so I went and had my nails done from her and she had these beautiful lashes. And I was like, Oh my gosh, your lashes are so gorgeous. And she said, Well, Megan, who's right, who's here, she's the owner of the Tandy Lash Lounge, which is in Old Roseville. She's the owner of it. And um, you should, you know, see if you if she could do your lashes. And I would, I said, I would absolutely love to test this out. I've never thought about having lashes. And I was so excited about it. So I reached out to a Megan and she squeezed me in, but she happened to have some openings because, you know, remember, the world had shut down. And so I was very, very excited. And so sure enough, we connected on a deeper level. Whenever I go into her chair, this is the, the hilarious part because remember, I'm a fitness trainer, a health coach, a wellness person for 20 plus years. And I'm in her chair, and Megan, Megan, yes, tell them what they call me when I and I was so, I was so, um, excited about being called this. What did they call me? This, what, oh, is the blank lady coming in? Oh,
1: wait, I don't know what were they saying, like the either the spiritual lady or oh, the hate happy lady yeah they were they would always say like that spiritual happy lady or that hippie lady or like where's that where's that lady that always talks about bringing light in (laughs) what I mean whatever
0: it was it was a good thing you know oh my gosh it was so funny I've never been called a hippie before in my life and I thought that was really like the highest of compliments because I just was so focused on fitness and so I would sit in Megan's chair and I had this really powerful connection with Megan. And I would just start like Megan, tell them about downloads and readings and things that were happening during this time with you. It was just kind of incredible. I, anyhow, I'll let you know that later because I wanted to get into exactly why we're doing this um, podcast is because you are so flipping inspirational. Oh, thank you. Single mom, two boys that are very active. So tell us what happened to you during the, during the time the world was shut down, what you were, you were traveling a lot for a different company. And I, I love your perspective that you shared with me last time I was in your chair.
1: Yeah, well. Um, I guess to this, it's so funny that our, our podcast interview is probably going to be a lot like our appointments and that is all over the map, but I think that's what makes it so fun. But I think uh, you, just to give people a little bit of a background to, you know, make a very long story, very short, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, married and I had two little kids and we struggled financially. And, you know, I think a lot, like a lot of young couples do, and, you know, my ex-husband is a great dad and. We just were not, I just, you know, we just weren't meant to be together. But through that, we, originally I was working at Nordstrom and doing hair part-time and I just always have wanted more. If anyone can take anything out of this podcast, I want them to write that down. Mm -hmm. If you feel and you want more, you need to go after more. Mm -hmm. everyone will tell you not to, they will be like, "Ah, don't you need a real job? Don't you need this? Don't you want an H5? Don't you want to be a stay at home mom? No, 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 no. If you feel called for more, Mm -hmm. you go for more, like Mm -hmm. write it down, write it down twice, say it every morning, Mm -hmm. go for more. Mm -hmm. But I always from a Mm -hmm. a very young age wanted more. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I feel like maybe I should add a service. So I started doing lash extensions it became a niche for me. I was really good at it. I got it at a really good time before it was super popular and it took off within a year of me doing my first client. I already had partnered with business partners. We were opening a salon. It was insane. I mean, the revenue we were bringing in was wild, but being in California, <laughs> they take right. all of it. Right. So we, we pivoted a couple of times, you know, like we turned it into just renters, but our, the salon was doing amazing. Mm-hmm. And I really pride myself on the way that I've managed that business by just being there and, you know, doing great lashes. And we can talk about that on another podcast, but then what happened was because of my need for more, I took more and I'm, I'm a quick decision maker. I don't always recommend that, but I don't know how to be anything but that. So when, when something is presented to me, I will probably take it and then I might regret it later, but I'm going to try. Right. So Mm -hmm. I took a job with a really huge lash company and, you know, it was maybe five or six employees. It was a family run thing. And I was hired on to be the VP of sales. I had no business being the VP of sales because really education and training was my passion. So I kind of went through having this big girl job to then, you know, helping like manage and run and create curriculum for this huge lash company. I was traveling 21 days a month. I never saw my kids. I missed first days of school. I went through a divorce. I moved them out of state, then had to come back to California. I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. it was a great time. It was a learning time. It, it taught me about independence Mm -hmm. and what I really saw myself doing in the future, but it was miserable. Lori, I have I mean, I would cry myself to sleep at night in hotels. I would be in, you know, the middle of America at some weird hotel with a bowling alley attached, and be like, "What am I doing?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who cares how much money I'm making? This company doesn't yeah. give a shit about me. They don't even know yeah. where I'm at right now. I'm just making them money, and meanwhile, my kids don't even know me anymore. It was it was insane. Yeah. So I thought about it, and I. I almost started pivoting before the world even shut down. I was like, I have to change this. Like, and I think that's what successful Mm -hmm. people do and every successful person I know in a driven entrepreneur shifts before the shift comes and it's hard to explain. And I think that's a lot of spirituality too. But so I just was, like, you know what, I need to just be back at my salon more. I need to not train as much and boom, there goes the world. So Mm -hmm. it kind of forced me to resign from that company. And, you know, I was very bitter at first. I felt like I gave them my life. I felt like they owed me, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I I finally let that go really recently. I just thought, you know what? I was presented with an opportunity. I took it. I'm going to take responsibility. Was it great? No. Were they great? No, but it's not their fault. And mm-hmm. I took the job. Right. So that's, I let that go. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was like, I had to almost get to know my own children again. And this is something I think a lot of people would never admit Lori, because yeah. it makes them look like a bad mom or whatever it is. But I think and I'm the a massive mom. mom
0: guilt and the massive yes. mom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But because mm-hmm. I'm a good mom, I, mm-hmm. I admit that. And I'll say like, I was escaping my own life for this job, because that's where I felt value. I wasn't feeling value at home. So I'm going to feel valued out in the workforce. Right. And so mm-hmm. it went from, I, I kind of had to learn how to be a mom again. And it was hard and it was like being mm-hmm. at home all the time. And, you know, I didn't have an income. I literally went from having this big girl job to resigning mm-hmm. and it was like, thank God I had my salon, but we're closed. Right. So I'm was like, was that in
0: 20? Was, right? was that like spring of 2020? That was in March whatever March of whenever. Yeah. yeah that was 2020. So, March 2020 yeah
1: so then I think what happened was I just some uh, I just did what I normally do and I survived and so I just mm-hmm. sent out a couple text messages saying like hey I'm gonna start doing lashes again if anybody wants me to do their lashes I'm not training anymore half of the people that I used to do didn't even know that I lived back in California. And oh within, God. I honestly, probably two weeks, I was slammed five, six, seven clients a day. And wow. there went, there was my income and I, I was not going to lose everything that I had worked for Mm
0: -hmm. over
1: this world shutdown, right? So I just did. Mm -hmm. I started doing lashes in my house. I started doing lashes everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. and if anyone asks like this is all pretend, none of this happened because you know technically (laughs) we're supposed to be doing that. This was just a little dream. Um anyways, so and then I just I started just thinking like gosh, you know what I miss training because Mm -hmm. I can make a huge impact in people's lives and I can change their lives and I can teach them a skill. And I can teach other single moms that they don't ever have to rely on anyone else but themselves to survive. And so I just kind of started thinking about training and it was insane, Lori. I think it was right after I met you and you kind of taught me the basics about manifesting. And I said to myself one day, like, I need trainings. I need to survive. I need to not have to go back to working for another company. And people Mm -hmm. were just coming out of nowhere, like sending me DMs, texting me, Hey, I got your number from so-and-so. Hey, I heard you're doing trainings, or hey, can you train me how to do lashes? And I started getting to choose the way I wanted to train, how I wanted to train, and who I wanted to train. And it was like, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was insane. So now I feel like I'm kind of back to where I started, but I appreciate what I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, everyone says, like, oh, well, what are you going to do next? Like, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? I'm like, I did next. I did next. I went to the top and it was sad and it was lonely and I didn't like it. And I wanted to come back down to earth and ground Mm -hmm. myself and have a good, happy, normal life again. And Mm -hmm. that's what I did. Yeah. I'm excited for you though, because it seems
0: to me that you're, you are a master manifester. You are, you took those lessons and you know how I feel about past lives. You and I have talked about it. In your chair again. I think that's a, like a little magical portal in your chair where I get to yeah, all this yeah. information. And I just, and I've seen um, you in past lives, and I really feel like you have manifested many times in many lives. And I think you're actually having fun with it. And now you're kind of. I've seen you since you came to one of our retreats um, in Sayulita, You're, you're actually coming. With me and Bailey, which we're so excited to run around the planet on any of the retreats that you want to go on, because number one, we love you. Number two, you are amazing with how you help women wherever you go. Seriously, we had, remember our friend Carol?
1: No, I Uh, I love Carol.
0: I loved her. And she was so, you were so forthright with her and talked to her about things probably hasn't anybody about, and helped her with such solid information about her sexuality and, and things that she was looking for answers for, and it was really, you're so funny with your delivery. Oh,
1: my gosh. Thank you.
0: Which is, and, and also you gave a really solid advice, and so we just, with, um, with Bailey and I, you know, what you have is a gift of um really being able and you guys i know you can't see megan but her instagram tell me your instagram
1: it's megan m-e-g-a-n underscore monahan m-o-n-a-g-h-a-n underscore beauty
0: yeah she's gorgeous so most women would be intimidated by you but you have this really wonderful way of disarming people with your with your um with your humor and your genuine authenticity. And and I think it's your secret power. I really do. And then, so when you came on the retreat, were you, I don't remember this. So were you already delving into your spirituality or
1: did that help it along or what? Tell me about that. Honestly, I think that you really were the catalyst for it when you came in you know, my whole life I have felt things and, Mm -hmm. you know, known things about people that I would sometimes question, like, why do I know this or feel this about them? Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also like a vault. Like I'm very protective Mm -hmm. of those things in people and people tell me stuff. Sometimes and I'm like, man, I need to take a shower. And that was like, before (laughs) I knew that you actually did need to cleanse, you know, get rid of some of the the stuff that you have on you. Yeah. But, um, from a small, small age, like I knew who was good, who was bad. This is kind of like a pretty insane story, but just to kind of put that into perspective, I was 12 years old in the seventh grade and I had a friend um, that was molested by her neighbor Mm -hmm. and I was invited to go to this person's house that same evening. Mm -hmm. And I always knew that something was not right about him Mm -hmm. and in my court, like I would feel sick around him at our school. Wow. And, it, and I knew, I knew that something was wrong. And I said, no. And I told my wow. mom, no. And that's what I mean. Like I that's have known good. from a very young age. I'm, I mean, I can see, mm-hmm. I can just see darkness, which, you know, and it's not, it doesn't mean that's a bad thing. I, I see a lot of light too, but mm-hmm. I definitely have like spidey sense for darkness, but yeah. anyways, this yeah. new new thing that I'm kind of in is like, why am I hiding that part of me? And why am I putting it away? Why -hmm. don't I let that come out? And Mm -hmm. I need the tools to learn how to process all of the things that come Mm -hmm. to me. And, you know, when you come in, I'm like, okay, well, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I I learned that I just can't Mm -hmm. overthink it. I just have to kind of let things come as, I mean, I don't have to read tarot cards to be intuitive. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's it's just what feels right to you. And I think for me, Mm -hmm. I'm a very open and honest person Mm -hmm. and that I'm not for everybody either. And I'm okay with that. I always, Mm -hmm. you know, when people say, I always tell people in when lash with lashes, I say, talk on your Instagram. You need to get on your story and talk. And they say, Mm -hmm. well, I don't want to talk. I don't think people are going to like that. I, 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 I." and I'm, I like want to stop them and shake Mm -hmm. them and be like, this isn't about I. This isn't about you. This is about the people that you can reach and the people that you can touch mm-hmm. and the people that are going to be inspired by you. Yes, there are going to be mm-hmm. people that are going to probably screenshot or send your stories. If you're like, I don't like her, but who cares? Yeah. Well, who are those people? Like yeah. they're just upset or see something in you that they are envious of or want and they can't be, right? So I always say mm-hmm. it's not about I, I I I I just get on there. Mm-hmm. And I think my, you know, direction with the spirituality thing is to, is to hopefully instill confidence in people because Mm -hmm. there are so many women that are lacking confidence and Mm -hmm. that starts kind of a a trickle down effect of negativity in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it firsthand with dealing with 200 women a week coming in and out of our salon. Mm -hmm. There are so many women that lack confidence and that just aren't living authentically and happy. Mm -hmm. And if I can sit them down in my chair and put happy, like flows of white glittery light on them, Mm -hmm. I'm going to. So learning the tools from you and from other people that I'm learning from has Mm -hmm. been already a game changer. And it's just the beginning. Yeah. I
0: just love that you've really opened up to that. And a lot of people think that it's woo-woo and, you know, maybe it is woo-woo, but it's like it when you knew back in seventh grade, not to go into that person's house We have, you listen to your intuition, you listen to your gut and a lot of women just push it down. They'll be getting pulled nudgings to maybe they need to leave a job or maybe they need to find their voice or maybe somebody really that they thought was their friend is really not their friend. Or why do I always feel so bad when I'm around this group of people, whatever it is, and they just don't listen. They go, oh no, I'm just imagining things. I'm just making this up. So when did you... How did you know to just trust your intuition? Like, how did you know
1: that? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think I'm really good at a lot of things like intuitively. And then there's, there are things that I've questioned my intuition, but really men I've been like, mm-hmm. Oh no, they're going to be great. And then I should have trusted my intuition. So I've learned the hard way that you have mm-hmm. to trust it they're there, whatever is screaming out to you is true. So Mm -hmm. if you feel like, you know, this man is going to be, for instance, you know, I've heard it all. Like clients say like, Oh, well I found out he was cheating or I found out he was married or I found out this, but did you have any inkling you might have, even if it was just some, Mm -hmm. something telling you that you didn't like the way he dressed. This is like my, my funniest thing. I always tell people, if you don't like the way a man walks, it's, it's the universe telling you, something petty so that you don't have to deal with something heavy yeah like if you don't like the way he walks walk (laughs) away right because something heavy is about to hit you that's (laughs) that's great
0: advice yeah because you're you are um a a career mom two boys two boys that you're raising and um you're very involved with your son's lives because I see you rush to go to their games you don't want to miss anything that they're doing. You're such a wonderful hands-on mom. And now and you're dating.
1: So, and you're dating. Well, you're I'm family. not dating. I'm Are not you dating. Not, you're not. No, dating. I'm pre- I'm protecting my energy right now. Um okay. oh good. Yeah, okay, I haven't good. gone on a date in a while actually. And you know what's so funny? I <laughs> I think being single is a luxury. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for me it has to be and I don't care if this sounds crazy. People can say whatever they want, but I think that it has to be damn near perfect for me moving mm-hmm. forward to every day. And I just, mm-hmm. I've gone on too many bad ones. I could write a book mm-hmm. that it was, it wasn't even worth putting makeup on for. So until it's somebody that I feel like is worth, you know, getting all the versions of me and, and like mm-hmm. building a life with them, I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think I'm interested in other things, but you know, who knows? I have maybe I'll manifest, you know, someone to fall out of the sky and be a great person. But yeah, I always it's not. You know what, Lori? I wanted to say uh I think women sometimes they base their identity on on a man Mm -hmm. if they're single or they're married or they're in a relationship, and I think the goal should be always to be happy it should be faith family friends and love right and that's like from my favorite author ever his name's arthur brooks um he, can you say that again you said faith family so intrinsic like your intrinsic right. happiness right. comes from faith family friends and love, love so that, that could be romantic love that could be platonic love you know self-love. unconditional love yes self love yeah. but most of us look for extrinsic which is money, Mm -hmm. pleasure, power, fame, all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And once you start to kind of wrap your head around that, you realize, Mm -hmm. you know, me having a boyfriend or not shouldn't Mm -hmm. make me any happier or less happy. Mm -hmm. So until I find somebody, you know, that is going to be like, okay, this person as she is, is perfect. And just, and likewise, I won't, I won't even bother. (laughs) <laughs> i just yeah. don't
0: have time yeah i hear you because you're working really the, and you're also putting a lot of energy right now into expanding other areas of your life which i i'm so excited about yeah I'm, yeah i i think because we're you know i'm excited about the retreats and you expanding your gifts because i you are very gifted and i'm i'm excited to see that unfold i did want to ask you another question though because something that you that i thought was really um, one of the things that I find intriguing is that most women that I know have, have a very hard time speaking their truth. And it's like one of the highest things is to put yourself out there in the public eye and you do it on your Instagram and you do it confidently. So what advice, because that is something that women really struggle with. Like they're just can be tied up in knots with massive anxiety about the idea of, like you said, of even doing a story about lashes. So how did you get so confident? Like, where did that come from? Did you learn that?
1: Where did that come from? That's uh, (laughs) uh, such a good question. I think I, and I think that we are all born confident, Lori, I really do. And I think life and, you know, our childhood and those things form who we are and, and kind of poke away and take away Mm -hmm. our own self-confidence and all of that. And I think, for me, I, I was always kind of like a, a showboat, like as a child, I was like, look at me. I was always performing and trying to entertain. And like my family just always laughed at me and they kind of encouraged that behavior. They weren't like Megan shush. Like I was never shushed as a kid, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it's something I struggle with, with my voice. I was like, you guys are so loud, but I try really not to tame them in that way because Mm -hmm. you don't want them to lose that voice, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think, Mm -hmm. I definitely was not confident when I was married. I was, you know, pumping out kids. I was unhappy. I was, you know, just, just a shell kind of of who I was because I didn't have a voice. And, and that's not even my ex-husband's fault. That's kind of my own fault for losing it. Mm -hmm. And I think one day something just like came over me and I thought, why am I shutting my own self down? You know, why am I? -hmm not being who i want to be. Like this is ridiculous. Like just who mm-hmm. who am i? Like i'm bubbly, i'm fun, i'm outgoing and you know, i like being around people and people like being around me and i started mm-hmm. just kind of embracing it, you know? And that's it. I mean, i you just have to tell yourself and believe it. Like for mm-hmm. instance, i say that being single is a luxury. I tell myself that over and over and over again because there's obviously a part of you that's like, "Well, i don't really want to die alone." Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But I'm gonna yes. talk positive about mm-hmm. something that is part of my life, right? Like when right. I'm married again, I can say, like, well, I love being married, but I remember the happiness I also had when I was alone, and I don't want to lose mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think confidence comes from self worth, your how you feel valued by people around you. But I think for mm-hmm. anyone that is feeling, you know that they just don't feel good or whatever. I think for moms, especially, and this goes for moms or non-moms, because I'm, I I don't like to be put myself in the mom bubble because I'm a woman first mm-hmm. and I'm a mom second. And mm-hmm. if I wasn't a mom, I would be just the same badass that I was. So I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to ever feel like being a mom is something that, you know, gave me this. I think just being a woman mm-hmm. did. But mm-hmm. I think women are conditioned to think that being selfish is a bad thing. And I always say, well, well what's the yeah. alternative? What's the alternative is to not give a shit about yourself, to let yourself go, to not work out, to not get Botox, to not do whatever the fuck you want to do. No, like Mm -hmm. we, it's not a bad thing to practice self care. It's not. Well, I'm going to tell you that I had, I actually wrote it in my Sunday email. I had
0: a woman tell me recently that she was encouraging a group of women that were in her community to train for their first 5k to get healthy together, to have sisterhood and community. And she got shamed by the women in the neighborhood because she said they were saying, How can you go train for this 5K? Because you, you're a stay-at-home mom. Your job is to be at home with your with your kids. And I was like, that is so archaic. Mm-hmm. That type of thinking. And how that was very disappointing to hear me hear her tell me this story. And she was actually questioning whether she was being selfish to train. And I'm just oh. like, oh my gosh, we're not living in the 1900s or 1800s or, you know, when women were, were property and chattel. And this is like, you're a grown woman and the better you are, the better your family, the healthier your family is going to be. So you're saying that being selfish, like it's the whole thing about taking care of yourself so you can then take care of other people.
1: Yeah. If I'm unhealthy, my kids suffer. If I'm exhausted and pulled in every direction and mm-hmm. I haven't gotten my hair done and I look terrible in how I feel, I look terrible. That mm-hmm. suffers. My business mm-hmm. suffer- suffers. If I walk in and I'm like, you know, ate at McDonald's last night, I haven't gotten my nails done. My skin is broken out. I'm not drinking water. Who's benefiting, benefiting from that? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. one person. When Mm -hmm. I walk into my business, it is my business that I have literally put every dime I have in. I show up every single day and I try, at least I have like makeup on and my hair done or a cute outfit. And yes, there might be days where I go in my workout clothes because I'm just running in and out or I have one client, but I feel like when Mm -hmm. you get ready in the morning, even if you just take a shower, I mean, there's depression is so, bad that some women can't even wake up to take a shower if they just take a shower and blow dry their hair they will feel better it's step
0: one yeah it's step step one one. step one just get up get up step two get in the shower step three wash your hair wash your body brush your teeth and then when you get out of the shower put some lotion on like do the little things that, that layer and add up i love um that you're so clear and direct about that There's so many people out there that there's so many women out there that suffer from that, you know, dis-ease of, of taking care of themselves. So I love, um, I love that you shared that. I did want to ask you though, there's two things that I really wanted to ask you because I also work with other single women, some of them moms, some of them not that are, that are lonely. So you know, because you're a woman, you want to have a relationship, but you're not willing to compromise. So what do you do? What are some tips that you can give women who are feeling lonely?
1: Gosh, that is such a good question. You know what? Being lonely is a feeling. And so I think Mm -hmm. when someone, when they say I am lonely, they're going to start believing that, right? So people can say, I feel lonely today because I haven't seen a friend, then the mm-hmm. number one thing you should do is pick up the phone and call a friend.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
1: if you feel like you just want to stay inside and watch Netflix and get under the covers, do the opposite, go yeah. outside, walk around in the grass with no shoes on, take mm-hmm. your dog for the, for a walk, go to Trader Joe's. I'm telling you, loneliness is a feeling. It's not an actual thing. It's just a way we can sometimes feel. So I, I, I mean, obviously, you know me. I love the gym. I'm addicted to the gym. I didn't always love the gym, and I wasn't always addicted to the gym. But mm-hmm. it became an addiction, and mm-hmm. I fell in love with the way that I felt after I worked out, and it prevented me from getting on antidepressants. And mm-hmm. you know, because it was a feeling, I was feeling sad or feeling depressed after. Yeah, divorce, I right?
0: understand that. Yeah. So Please. I always
1: tell women you just get up and you go do something opposite of what you feel in that Mm -hmm. moment, just, Mm and just even going outside for five seconds and getting in the fresh air is going to help. I Mm. think, you know, we have to remember that the way that we are and the way that we feel is going to get into other people. So why would we want that? Right? Like the people around us are going to feel sad and lonely if we're sad and lonely. So do the opposite and tell yourself every day that, you know what, I may feel lonely, but what's the alternative? You could be in a really shitty relationship and you're gonna yeah. feel even more lonely, right? And people Why stay.
0: People yeah, stay just because they don't want to be alone. But yeah, I I actually have somebody who I'm working with who's staying because she she doesn't want to be alone. And and she said the last the last thing she said to me was that she's with this person sitting with this person and feeling more lonely than, and I said, well, what does that say to you? You know, feeling more lonely when you're with the person than when you're with just yourself. Love yeah, what yeah. you just said. Um, the last question I have is in, um, because I'm an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, then every everything was turned upside down. I'm sure that you've had moments of fear where you're going And I have had moments where I'm like, what's going on? And then I had to pivot, you know? So what do you do when you've had moments of like, what is going on? And I have to change things or you're in a moment of fear. Have you ever, tell me about that.
1: I think fear, fear keeps us alive. Right. I mean, the, the base, the basis of fear is to keep us alive so that when you're driving and a car is coming at you, you are scared and you turn, right. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what keeps us alive, mm-hmm. but fear in everyday things and worry and things like that can eat you alive. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always tell anyone who asks me, like, I'm scared about certain things, or, you know, I'm, I worry sometimes about, everything just coming undone and my life ending and like my business in or whatever. But whenever any kind of fear creeps in that isn't necessary to keep me alive, I literally think about it for a second. I tie it up in a little bow Mm -hmm. and I say, thank you for presenting this to me, but I don't need that. I'm not scared Mm -hmm. of anything. And I just Mm -hmm. blow it out the window because it doesn't make any sense. And I, and I think what Mm -hmm. we do sometimes is we, we go down these rabbit holes of mm-hmm. anxiety and negativity, but the only thing that has kept me going in the darkest, the darkest of times, has been to sit up, or stand up, or walk around and talk to myself like in the third person. You don't have to do it mm-hmm. out loud because it does look crazy, but you can. I'm or you just it, say I'm like it third person yeah. out loud. <laughs> so. Yeah, you just say like <laughs> Megan, pull your shit together and yeah. figure it out. You are a survivor. You're gonna figure it out, Mm -hmm. and everything's gonna be okay. Because when you say your name, you're Mm -hmm. reinforcing you, right? So, like, if my cousin said, "Megan, you're a badass," I'm gonna believe her, or I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god, thank you." But if Mm -hmm. I say, "Oh my gosh, my business is this, and my business is that," it's it's too self-loathing. So instead, say Megan, or say Lori. Lori, your business is gonna be successful. There's no other option. Do whatever it takes to make it successful. Boom, Mm -hmm. like that's Mm -hmm. what you do. So everyone needs to pull their shit out. Like you just need Mm -hmm. to, I I hate it when people wallow and I hate using Mm -hmm. the word hate, but I really do. When people come in and they lay down and the first thing they say is, Oh, I don't look good today. My outfit sucks. Like I need to lose 10 pounds. Oh, you're so annoying. Your, your outfit is so cute. You always look so cute. I say, I stop them immediately. And I say, thank you for the compliment because I want to acknowledge that they complimented me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do it back to them. I'm not going to say, like, oh, you know what? I don't even like these jeans. That is such a woman mm-hmm. thing. Right. Instead, mm-hmm. I say, thank you for the compliment. I actually think you look amazing. Lay down, relax, because I'm doing your lashes and this is a luxury. Boom. Mm-hmm. Because they <laughs> need to remember that they're about to get their lashes done and not everybody gets that opportunity. Yeah. And I have to snap them the freaking hell out of it. You know, That's like, so you're kind of like, a- you're kind of like a tough
0: love lash lady slash counselor. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, <laughs> I'm not for everyone. But,
1: you know, I, I do know how to kind of hone in, like, how I speak to certain personalities. Because I've learned there are people that can't take that, you know, mm-hmm. that version of me. But there are people that can. So I do know how to soften, Lori. I, I've seen my-
0: you do it. I've seen you do it with humor. I've seen you... Pull in the toughest of cookies and crack them I, with, with love and and never, never, ever mm-hmm. swallowing up your truth, ever. I've never seen you swallow up yeah. your truth. And I think that, that is, you're such a great role model and how you teach is you do teach. You do teach with love, but you're also very truthful. And so that's really um, a beautiful combination. So... In um, wrapping up our our conversation, is there any last words? I mean, because you're going, I feel you know, I I tap into you, and I feel yeah. like you're on the beginning of a beautiful adventure. I mean, I almost see like you're on a magic carpet,
1: like like Aladdin. <laughs> I almost do. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're oh about God. to be on a magic carpet ride to Greece and to Costa Rica, and um, yes. no, I think you know, I. I think for me, my life has kind of come full circle. Like I, Mm -hmm. I feel like now is the time Mm -hmm. to start enjoying what I have created because, Mm -hmm. you know, stress does kind of creep in and you're just kind of always stressed out a little bit when you own your own business, because you know, you don't have another form of income. It's not like you're getting a a W2, right? You're, you're, you are responsible for everything. And I take on Mm -hmm. a lot of responsibility. I want every girl that works in my salon to be successful. I want them to enjoy coming to work. I want everyone that's in there to be happy, you know, so that's Mm -hmm. probably my biggest pressure, but I think like I've said this before without pressure, you know, pressure is a good thing. It means people care. Right. Right. So I, I think for me moving forward, you know, I want to start traveling a little bit more Mm -hmm. and still always, always being at my salon, obviously, but being on the trips with you and knowing Mm -hmm. the impact that I can have on people. I'm okay with Mm -hmm. saying that I can impact women and I want to impact women in a positive, uplifting, happy way. And I just think we need more of that. And I am probably like the most least judgmental person you'll ever meet in your life. I don't judge anybody. Mm -hmm. People have told me everything and there. I haven't even flinched. I'm just like, okay, we're going to take that. And what can we do? Right. So (laughs) I think being in that environment where people feel safe and they feel open and they feel, even if, you know, all they do is smile when they haven't smiled in six months, I'm happy with that. And I think helping you guys transform Mm -hmm. women and, you know, if I can be there to help you guys do your work, you know, Mm -hmm. more efficiently than I can help women too. I just think it's going to be just such a big deal. And, you know, I turned down, like a very, very big, ridiculous opportunity during the world shutdown, And because I really felt like I wasn't being called to it, I, it was wild. It was a TV show. And, you know, I went through this interview process and everyone thinks I'm an absolute idiot for not doing it. And I literally, Lori, every night, go to bed at night, thankful that I didn't Mm -hmm. and think to myself, it's because I'm being called to do something better. And I do think it was to meet Mm -hmm. you because I do not think I, I know I wouldn't have met you if I would have taken that opportunity and gone down a a crazy, crazy path and it would have brought darkness in my life. And I know that. So Mm -hmm. I just think women have to really think about, you know, the decisions that they make, make the decisions, but think about them because there's always a reason, you know, there's always Always a reason reason I can say no, or things Mm -hmm. don't happen. Um, so yeah, I just think it was meant to be. And I think that we're going to travel the world and help so many women, just so many women have fun and find, you know, kind of who they are, because I think a lot of us walk around, not really knowing, you know, and that's sad. And I don't like that.
0: Yeah. And also you help. we're going to help them find, speak their truth. Honestly, because you're, you're a a warrior for that. Honest to goodness. You're just, I
1: I would say right now, just in the beginning stages of like, trying to figure out what my gifts are and you know I'm doing mm-hmm. I'm doing it like with an actual trainer and a licensed you know PhD yes. it's not like I'm just like looking on the internet right no but in the classes that I take I I think my main thing so far has been like drawn to the throat chakra mm-hmm. everyone that I talk to it's like I want to help them like unblock their throat and because That's I was blocked for the whole time yeah so I mean that could be my specialty um, I love that we yeah. will
0: have to come up with a workshop about that because that's see I just love these conversations because this is how things unfold and I'm telling you throat chakra being closed is and having women even know what where to connect from their heart to their throat is so important speaking their truth I love that Megan
1: Good. Yeah. And I just think teaching, you know, if I can help a woman realize that she can survive, I always say like, I'm a survivor. There is nothing like literally nothing that I'm not going to get through. And I just say that with confidence because I've pulled myself out of darkness so many times. So I think if I can do that and help people talk and just open their mouths and you know, even just smile, God, I mean, that's winning and that's an addiction in itself. It's, it's, mm-hmm. an addic- it's, it's a healthy addiction to see how you can impact people,
0: you know? Oh Yeah. A, you're, and you are, you are a light bringer. So I know you can see the dark, but you are also a light bringer. I'm yeah. so glad that we got to have this time together. We, and, you know, um, Bailey missed out, but we will fill her in on. she, She's the one who downloads all these and listens to them and with all the great music behind it. So we missed you, Bailey, but we're glad that we got to have some girlfriend time with Megan.
1: Yes. And we can do another one. I mean, you know me, there's there's a lot of topics that people oh won't talk God. about. You know me, I'll tell, I'll talk about it. We got to talk about it that yeah. that's
0: it then i'm gonna i'm gonna make a take a notepad the next time i'm getting my lashes done and i'm gonna yes. write some things down
1: yeah we can talk i can always you know i can help people pose i can teach them how to take sexy selfies i mean there's a whole nother side oh my, that my husband's to. gonna love you so. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure. I know. I mean, I mean, husbands love me and they don't even know why they're just like, something's changed. Like, Oh, your lash lady must've told you something today.
0: Like what is going on? So you you met somebody different. Somebody's talking to you. Yeah. Well, I love you. Thank you for coming on here and sharing all your, your wisdom and your self-confidence and how to help women really find their truth and speak their truth. And so many tips. There were just so many nuggets in this. So I appreciate you. And then I will see you again in your
1: chair. Yes. Thank you, Lori. I love you so much. And I can't wait for um, all the trips. They're going to be yeah. spectacular.
0: Me too. Okay. We will see you all next week on Recharge the Soul. And that was Megan Montahue from um, Candy Lash Lounge sharing all of her words, to, words of wisdom. And you're going to be hearing lots more from her. We're grateful that she came on and we'll see you next week. Sending you all massive love and light. We'll talk soon.